This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Lord's Prayer, we recite the words, Deliver us from evil, now and at the hour of death. But what does this mean to us? As Christians, we avoid evil as much as possible. But that doesn't mean we aren't tempted. In this podcast, we will discover the scriptures do more than just warn us and what we can do to minimize the attacks of the evil one and to combat them. Welcome everyone. My name is Felice Gerwitz and this is episode 275, Deliver Us From Evil. You can find the show notes for today's episode at A Few Minutes With God podcast. Well, sin can paralyze us. We feel under attack and in some cases it's difficult to break out of this hold. We live in a culture of self-indulgence, instant food, easy access to things most countries can only dream about. We can get on the internet and buy things and even have them delivered the next day. Yet we hear that in this world of plenty, that many people feel empty and alone. And maybe as you listen to this, you're struggling. You're struggling in some way financially, or you're struggling spiritually, or maybe you just feel empty. And that is why so many people are drawn to the prosperity scriptures, such as Jeremiah 29.11, and what's not to love, for it states, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And amen to that. Yes, God wants to give us all of those things. I heard a talk recently, and I just came back from a convention that was so blessed. I needed that. I needed that um, almost like getting plugged in again and getting renewed and restored. And in the talk, one of the speakers shared that he doesn't like to use the word hope indiscriminately because there is hope in the Lord. There is hope and a future where the Lord says, you know, um, he has plans to give you hope and a future. And he said, we should only have hope in the Lord. And that is so wonderful. And we need to focus on that. And when I was looking at the other podcasts that I've done on combating evil, I found several and one is resisting evil. The other is entitled evil tactic. And then I wanted to add drenched with joy. Um, So those are some that I would recommend as a companion to this one, because I can only touch on the topic. And that is that the Lord does want to shower us with an abundance of grace. 
but often we have our hands firmly in our pockets or we sit with our arms crossed. We crave prosperity, but we realize it isn't that easy to receive because of all the blocks we place in the way. And what do I mean by that? Well, so many times we're not sitting around actually or consciously thinking that, but God knows our hearts and often we are found lacking. God wants to bless us. He wants to heal us. He wants to restore us. Yet it is up to us to be open to that. Lord, your will, not ours. Deliver us from evil, Lord, as you will it to be. That should be our prayer. And it's difficult, especially when you're struggling. I remember thinking every time I had this insurmountable problem, you know, Lord, please just take this away from me. And one of my friends shared, but you know what that cross is. You don't know what the next one is going to be. And in this life, we're always going to have some cross. Some may be minor and some are bigger, but this is not heaven, unfortunately. And when we talk about delivering us from evil, remember the evil one has no power over us. We are baptized. And if you are baptized, then you've already been claimed for God and he knows it but he can still torment us in so many ways. The gospel message is not for the faint of heart. In Psalm 9, and read all of it, but I'm just going to read an excerpt for you here. The Lord will judge the world with justice, and that's the gist of Psalm 9. But it starts out, I will give thanks to the Lord with all my heart. I will tell Of all your wonderful deeds, I will be glad to exult in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. How beautiful is that? Jesus is the Lord. He came and lived among sinful men at a time that they yearned for a Messiah. These people, most of them, did not recognize him. Even with all of the miracles that were happening, Jesus cast out demons, yet the people of the day said, well, you're only able to do that because you're evil and you're casting out evil because you're evil. Whatever were they thinking? This is what we would call faulty thinking today. In the Gospel of Luke eleven fifteen through 26, we read that people were complaining about the Lord. They said Jesus cast out the ruler of demons, but the only way he could do this was because he was evil. In verse 17, Jesus answers, But he knew what they were thinking, and he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself becomes a desert, and a house falls on house. If Satan also is divided against himself, how will his kingdom stand? And then in verse 20 we read, But if it is by the finger of God that I cast out the demons, then the kingdom of God has come to you. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his castle, his property is safe. But when one stronger than he attacks him and overpowers him, he takes away his armor in which he trusted and divides his plunder. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. And that, my friends, is the crux of the issue. Whoever is not with God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit is against him. 
there is no time to be lukewarm. Lukewarm will not only get us in trouble, but it will allow evil to come back with a vengeance. It was difficult for the men then, as well as the people now, to give Jesus the credit to believe and to turn back from sin. The really scary part is while the demon was expelled from the man, not only did he come back, but he brought his friends. It says the return of the unclean spirit, verse 24 through 26. When the unclean spirit had gone out of the person, it wandered through waterless regions looking for a resting place, but not finding any, it says, I will return to my house from which I came. When it comes, it finds it swept and put in order. Then it goes and brings seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they enter and live there, and the last state of that person is worse than the first. Spiritual warfare doesn't take a break. Those who get free of addictions or free from evil need to change their lifestyle to maintain that freedom, to turn to a life of prayer and a sacramental life. That's what the demon was talking about when it came back and it found the house swept clean. It couldn't return. But then it brought back even more evil, even more temptation. We are made as a spiritual vessel for the Holy Spirit, and it is not only filled by the Holy Spirit, it gets filled by other spirits if we leave our life empty. One thing I wanted to point out was that Jesus said in verse 20 of Luke 11, so 11 verse 20, but if it is by the finger of God that I cast out the demons, then the kingdom of God has come to you. And so that reminds me of something my mother used to say. My mother used to say that evil is this tiny little speck and God is like the whole ocean. And when you put it in perspective, it should fill you with hope. It should fill you with the hope of God. Even as Christians, the lore of understanding or knowing the future is prevalent in our society. Two years ago in New Orleans, for I was there for a conference, and we visited St. Louis's Cathedral. The church had this high metal fence in front of it, and I thought, wow, that's really strange. But little by little, as we were walking um, in that, that area outdoors, I saw that people were coming with tables and wearing strange and colorful garments and head turbans and all kinds of stuff, and they were setting up shop. Where? Right in front of the church, in this public space. Who were these people? Well, they were sellers of evil. They were fortune tellers and palm readers, to name a few. There were people who were walking around taking a tour by uh, people who were telling them about the ghosts that inhabited many of the buildings that had been seen in recent and past years. We hear in scripture that we're, we're, there is good, evil abounds. And you may think I'm exaggerating and you may just say, oh, you know, Felice, that's just not real. And people have their fortunes told and they know it's kind of a, a joke. But just ask any exorcist, and they will tell you, no, evil is real. Have you ever heard of the movie The Exorcist? That was on many, many years ago. And 
one of the priests that I listened to, Father Alar on YouTube, he said in seminary, they read the actual case, which was even worse, he said, than the movie was. And I didn't see the movie, nor did I read the book. But that child was possessed by playing the Ouija board. And so that's just a given that those who do exorcisms, who are involved in, you know, that kind of a thing, know that activities such as seances and mediums and Ouija boards and tarot cards, these are all gateways that allow people to embrace evil without even knowing that's what they're doing. They're thinking, oh, it's not really real. It's just a game. It's just pretend. And they are allowing evil to come in. Evil does not have power unless we give it power. And God is greater. He is almighty. He has dominion over evil. And who will we serve? Remember, in the scripture verses, what did Jesus say? In verse uh, 23 from Luke eleven twenty-three. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. We have to remember that. And we don't need to be afraid, but we need to be vigilant. Deliver us from evil, the scriptures warn us. The Old Testament is filled with worship of idols and false gods. The true God, the creator of heaven and earth, gave us warning after warning. He gave us the Ten Commandments. He gave us the prophets, some of them good prophets, some of them pretty bad. And, you know, all of these things, I mean, think of Jonah. Jonah was supposed to go to Nineveh, and he didn't want to go because this was a land that had persecuted his people at one point. But the point was that God sent him, and they, even from the king on down, with the tiniest little bit of a warning, put on sackcloth and repented. Peter, who we believe is the head of the church. What did he do? He denied Jesus three times, but he repented. And that is the hope we have in God. Yes, we will fall, but we can repent. All of the 12 tribes of Israel fell. Why? Because while some of them in the south worshiped, there was two tribes in the south, worshiped the true God, They would not remove the idols from on high that the people worshipped. Friends, we cannot be a divided person, a divided kingdom. The verse that should give us pause is in Isaiah 47. In verse 10 through 11, we read, You felt secure in your wickedness. You said, No one sees me. Your wisdom and your knowledge led you astray. And you said in your heart, I am, and there is no one beside me. But evil shall come upon you which you cannot charm away. Disaster shall fall upon you, which you will not be able to ward off. And ruin shall come on you suddenly, of which you know nothing. Again, giving evil permission. Leviticus 20, verse 6, If any turn to mediums and wizards, prostituting themselves to them, I will set my face against them and will cut them off from the people. 
How many more warnings do we need? We want to be delivered from evil. And there's five easy steps. The first is to renounce your sin and ask the Lord to call what your sin is to mind and rebuke these sins in the name of Jesus. The second is to renounce any permission you may have given the evil one to enter through sin. And that's doing a spiritual warfare prayer, which I've put in the show notes. If you're listening to this on an app, you can just scroll down and it should have the show notes on the app. The third is to claim in the name of Jesus that you are a child of God. If you have not been baptized, consider this. Pray with a spiritual advisor or a priest. If you are Catholic, go to confession and receive the sacraments often. And this is the greatest deterrent of evil. Praying, reading the scriptures, and asking for more of the Holy Spirit and confessing are the secret sauce, if you will, to avoiding evil. And so for a spiritual warfare prayer, I'm just going to go through the top points and you can read them in the show notes. So if you go to A Few Minutes with God, Deliver Us from Evil, episode 275, um, you can see them there and you have my permission to copy them and, uh, you know, put it in a Word doc or something so that you can print out and read on your own, because this is so, so important. And the nutshell version is number one, you're going to renounce your sin and say something like in the name of Jesus, I give you dominion over my life and renounce the sin of, and then you would just pray against that sin and wait quietly for the Lord to reveal it to your mind. It could be a spirit of lies. And then you want to say, you know, Lord, I renounce the spirit of lies. And instead, I ask you to fill me with the spirit of truth. Always pray for the opposite and put on the armor of God. That's Ephesians 6, 10 through 18. And then the third is pray in the spirit. And that is saying, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, inviting the Holy Spirit into your life. Once you've prayed against evil, be sure that you ignore anything that is a lie. God calls to mind our sins. Like, for example, if you thought about, you know, the spirit, you know, let's just say gossip, okay? God calls that to mind, but he doesn't say, you're a terrible person. I can't believe, you know, that you, you're so horrible and you're such a gossip. That's not from the Lord. That's from the evil one. The evil one's a tormentor in our mind. And so we need to pray against that and just say, in the name of Jesus, be gone. And always pray the opposite of that evil. God does not condemn. God loves us. He loves us so much that he came and he died for us. You don't die for someone if you don't love them and you want to torment them. Sure, he gave us lots of warnings in the scriptures, and he told us what we needed to do. But that's like any loving parent. We warn our children, don't we? And we warn them, and then it's up to them to decide what they're going to do. We want to pray to God to fill us with his grace. But, praise God, 
The battle has been won. Alleluia, alleluia. Jesus lived, died, and has risen, has broken the bonds of death. We must be open and vigilant and recognize that we can pray, come Holy Spirit, come fill my heart today and always. Your challenge this week is to pray the spiritual warfare prayer and take back any areas of your life that you have given over. Amen, and may God be praised. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, afewminuteswithgod.com, and your podcast page on afewminuteswithgodpodcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.